What's up, everybody? It's the middle of the day and the middle of the week, and you're listening to another Fuller Show with Josh Fuller. You're on KTXF The Real. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a frozen Wednesday afternoon here in the middle of the day and middle of the week in the great state of Texas for sure. I am joined with Randy Young again. Randy was here uh, when we had uh, Ken and Danielle here, but uh, today I just wanted to get Randy in here because we got some cool things coming down the pipe that we're going to work on together. So, uh, hi, Randy. Welcome back, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, it was actually warmer in Fairbanks this morning than it was in Conroe, Texas. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told you earlier that the 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 guy that books us at Pacific Yard House, I texted him and asked if he wanted to come on the show today, and he said he was at the golf course in Kingwood. And I looked at my temperature gauge, and it said it was still about, uh, I think it was like 22 out there. And I was like, you're hardcore. I like golf, but I don't like golf in 22-degree weather. Yeah, unless there's a keg strapped to the back of the golf cart, I'm really not interested in playing. Like a keg of rum. I don't <laughs> yeah, even know. Cold beer. And I'll drink. I'll drink. As a matter of fact, you got a nice little drink here to drink. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a nice little sip of this. I don't remember what, what this is, but it's whiskey, and that's what matters. So yeah. cheers, everybody. Right. You made it halfway through the, the week. And you've had a couple of days off extra yeah. after the holiday weekend. Uh, Cabin all fever. The have been out. Really yeah. Fun. Day vacation, you know. Yeah. So, welcome to some deep drinks and shallow conversation. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. nice. That warms it up. I've had a bit of a sinus infection slash cold all week, and so uh, I was worried when I woke up this morning I wouldn't have a voice. And <laughs> the down the uh, double whammy would be that I I have a show after this tonight at Pacific Yard House. So certainly. You might hear me cough and sniffle a little bit, but uh, we're going to make it through. That's what we do here. So. Oh, we'll have a lot of fun doing it. It's all, it's all good. It's, it's all good. good. That's the whole point of this show, right? <laughs> we're, we're relaxed. It's fluid. We're just slowly moving on down the line here, and hopefully everything's working out there today. It feels, pretty, feels almost too easy today to get this thing going, but uh, I think it's working. Hey, uh, if you want to text into the show... Pull out your uh, your phone and, and put this number in there. It's 832-910-7359. 832-910-7359. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff today, but uh, I'd like to have some of y'all's input as well. And also, if you can hear us out there, just send us a text and say, Hey, man, we hear you loud and clear. It's, you, uh, your voice sounds terrible, but the show's working. That's all we need to know. We just need to know things are happening and clicking on your end because... We have to guess here. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, live streaming today. And we are also going to talk about whatever we want to talk about, probably streaming music and just wherever the the little bunny rabbit takes us down whatever hole. But I think we're going to talk about some live streaming because like I told you all at the beginning of the show, Randy and I want to have some cool things that we're going to try to do, some projects coming down the pipe. And uh, we want to talk about the benefits and all that goes into it and all that good jazz. And uh, so tonight we play Pacific Yard House in downtown Conroe. And the good news is they have crawfish already. I've seen oh, them. no doubt. Yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how they get them it. from because there ain't none anywhere else. Exactly. They're, uh, they got themselves a super secret supplier, I guess. I'll tell you what. Uh, my father-in-law got, I don't know where he got it from. I think they, I don't know if they bought crawfish and he found it and saw it in the bag, but 
It's a blue crawfish. Yeah. And nobody believed that blue crawfish existed. But apparently off the coast of Florida, like, uh, where's that? Destin, that Destin, area over yeah, there. Yeah, North Florida. That's where I'm from. So. There's a lot of gold. Uh, gold. <laughs> there's golden crawfish. Mm-hmm. No, there's but there's supposedly a lot more blue. There's a specific place they can go get blue crawfish. But these were bought in Louisiana, and he got one somehow, and he's keeping it as a pet. <laughs> little sweaters on him, like yeah, on exactly. going viral. Yeah, the uh, the north coast of Florida is where I grew up, so um, Panama City, Destin, uh, 30A out there, um, and uh, left there, came to Texas. It's all good, but uh, yeah, there's all sorts of strange stuff there, and then there's so many... Uh, catfish and yeah. crawfish farms in Louisiana now. Who knows? There'll be probably pink ones and purple ones pretty soon. <laughs> probably. So I know my kids want to go down there and fish the bayou system because of, uh, or the canal system because they have, uh, it's the only place you can get peacock bass. And those are some really interesting looking fish. Yeah, they They're are. Kind of like a mix between one of those big headed goldfish mm-hmm. and a, a bass and a perch, I guess. I don't know. They're pretty cool though. But my kids watch YouTube videos of fishing all the time and that's the one that. They just always are like, we got to go to Florida. We got to go fishing. Hey, you got to go to Florida and go offshore fishing. Yeah. You, know, they, you catch a trigger fish and you open its mouth and their teeth look like your teeth. They're oh. like fish oh, teeth. Oh, yes. You know, I've seen those. That. They look weird. Yeah, it's creepy. And then, uh, Animals should not have people can. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Animals should not have pe- people teeth. I've seen those pictures where they have uh, – actually, my kids have a book. We have a book from when they were little kids about dogs don't brush their teeth or something like that. Yeah. And the picture is a dog with human teeth. And that's just weird, man. I don't know know why it freaks me out, but it kind of creeps me out just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, So we're playing Pacific Yard House tonight, like I said. They do have crawfish. It is family-friendly. If you're in the area, the Conroe, Texas area, and you want to come out, it's uh, 7 to 10. You don't have to pay an extra cover. Uh, My guitar player will be my guest tonight. But going forward, we're going to have songwriters come in and be guests. But the other cool thing that we're going to try to do is we're going to try to live stream every single show. And that is where Randy and his expertise comes in. Certainly what we're going to try to do is um, um, I've got a bunch of equipment and live streaming capabilities. We're going to do multiple cameras live. This is not your cell phone video looking thing. Uh, You can actually bring this up on your smart TVs at home, go full screen. It's 720 it's high definition yep. uh, just whatever Facebook and you know their algorithms allow right however uh, much they compress it <laughs> there's some compression and uh, uh, the first couple of the first one here tonight's probably got to be just a you know a test bed for you know connections and all that good stuff but yeah. it is all high definition um, or HD 1080i cameras and stuff and it all goes straight through it's just like going live from your phone but with graphics and all that good stuff that so cool it's basically it's a stuff. television show um yeah we're starting you know, a television show so at pacific yard house tonight. basically yeah <laughs> you know it'd be like some of those other um texas things that are out there they're all pre-recorded oh, yeah. and put out and they're, they're live stuff they they don't seem to want to live stream but uh, we're going to give it a try, and I think it's going to be a good time. So if you can't make it out or when the weather's bad and stuff like that, yep. or if you live a little too far away and you don't want to drive, especially in Montgomery County, yeah. um, yeah. you know, it's always good. You can sit there, watch it on your big screen. Uh, you yep. know, every, almost everybody's got a smart TV now. Yeah, I don't, but <laughs> almost everybody else does. Uh, we're trying to get to where we, we have another TV, but we're uh, we're holding out. My father-in-law is selling a house. 
and it's got a big old TV in it. <laughs> and he said, when the house sells, we can have that TV. So we haven't bought a new one. And uh, the TV we have now was given to us. So I haven't bought a TV in 20 years. I think I've only bought TVs for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a big screen. I remember we got a big screen TV before, right uh, before my wife and I got married, actually. And I quit smoking. And that was my reward was I got, no, that's what it was. Yeah. I, I quit smoking and we got, the reward was I got a big screen TV <laughs> and uh, we had that big screen TV for a long time. Flat screens were out for ever before that thing finally went out. And then we were trying to get rid of it. Nobody would even pick it up to take it to the trash. They just <laughs> had no use for it. <laughs> a buddy of mine finally got rid of his projection, rear projection screen, yeah. HD thing. And it kind of, it was about halfway out. And so we, we took it to the house, we ran an extension cord and we used it for target practice with live video. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> That'd be so fun. So, yeah. So I've been, I was reading a couple of articles just trying to kind of get ready for this topic, I guess. And it was talking about how much more live video influences, uh, the market, like s selling stuff and the marketing mind and the people that want to interact with your product, they're getting, their results are starting to come in because it's relatively new. The, the, the trend of it is. And, uh, but they're starting to see now how much more live video will bring people in, whether it's, it doesn't have to be music and anything. These people selling makeup and they're doing, you know, they're putting on makeup in a live video. It's way better than just a time lapse video and like, oh, I love this stuff. And then, it's it's oranges and apples now. I mean, they just the live video is superseding all that recorded stuff. And I think there's a place for the recorded stuff, but I think for if you're trying to market something, the live video sure does seem to be the go way to go lately. So, well, it, it certainly does. The it, it's the latest trend. I wouldn't even say it's a trend, but it's just where the market's going. You know, traditional television. Um, you know, it's all pre-recorded, be it the advertisements or anything else. And then you always uh, tuned in for something that was live, being at a sporting event or, uh, you know, there was always some kind of show that was live, be it a, you know, with Jerry Lewis telethon or, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be when it was live, there's always this um, expectation of something going wrong. So you get, yeah. you know, that train wreck crowd. Uh, oh, that's what we love. <laughs> we love train wrecks. Uh, and things do go wrong when it's live and it, and it get, it's more uh, more spontaneity. It's it's, it's yep. a lot more fun to watch. Yep. You never know what's coming. You know, a script is a script is a script. You right. Know, you can kind of guess what's got to come next. Live, you know, you don't have that. So most that, people don't that's tune part in. Part of his draw. Yeah. And then now with the accessibility of live, be it you know Facebook Live, where you can anybody can go live from their phone. My friends and all, you know, there's tons of people that do live stuff all the time yep. and, you know, get huge draws on this. And people like to see um, something's, you know, that spontaneity and, and all of that. Um, well, and they've with, even gone so far as, you know, they can overlook that when you do it from a phone, it's all backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> weird. I didn't know you played guitar left-handed. I don't. don't. It's, <laughs> a, it's a rear view mirror. Well, and. Also, I don't, I haven't been on Periscope in a while and I know Twitter uses Periscope as their platform for live streaming, but Facebook live, the, um, the other day I, I just had a bonfire and I was just bored, you know, and I, I, but I was really wanting to play some guitar and I called some friends and they would say, Hey, can y'all come over and let's just pick around and nobody could make it. But I was looking at that fire and I was just like, man, I really want to play guitar, but you know, the performer in me didn't want to just 
played to myself in the fire. So <laughs> I decided to go ahead and I went and grabbed a little tripod and I got my phone out and um, went live on Facebook. And then I discovered that uh, people could join and be a contributor. Mm-hmm. And so on Facebook, you can people can contribute with their phone and they can join in. So my friend Amy, who's an excellent songwriter, I think you saw her play at Pacific Yard House one time maybe. Mm-hmm. She's got the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing, but she, uh, they were in their bed. She was one of the ones that I texted her and her husband to come over and pick. And they were in their bed. They said they wanted to join my video. And I was like, okay. So I hit join. I didn't realize what I was doing. And then all of a sudden they popped up like a little picture in picture. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the video. And then we let her play a song through her video on the other end. Well, then they got excited. So they came over. And so then we, we had two cameras going and we were just by the fire. But just in the little hour that we were on there, I mean, we had almost 3,000 views. And you can't do that really anywhere else. Where else can I just pop up, pull my guitar out, and all of a sudden 3,000 people show up to, to listen? You know? Yeah, it's it's because you broaden your audience so much more, yep. okay? You know, any given night or any any venue, you know, you have maximum capacities for people to get in. Yep. And there's a lot more fans and, you know, depending on the price point and all of that for any given, you know, venue or show that you're going to do, there's people that can't make it. They got to work the next day. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a killer venue in a town that, you know, you got a big following in on a Thursday night. People got to work on Friday. Right. But they want to see the show. Or they can't get a sitter or whatever. Whatever the case may be. There's a million reasons why. So when you can bring that live show right into somebody's living room on their big screen, I mean, you can literally, some of the new smart TVs, you can use your phone, your iPhone or whatever, and cast it to your TV, and that's the internet connection. You don't even need an internet connection. Well, the internet connection I didn't know about. But, yeah, my, my TV's dumb. It's yeah. not smart, but my Xbox apparently is smart. So yeah, I, there's a lot of it'll, stuff. It'll string through your I Xbox. Can, I can take it from my phone and just fling it to the to the Xbox, and it goes right through. And that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So it, I need a smart TV sponsor. Is what I need. Yeah, Somebody Samsung a, is always a good sponsor. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Samsung 75 inch TV. Just how big my wall can hold. Uh, just feel free to send that over. We'll talk you up as much as we can. Uh, you know LG or you yeah. know, any of those other guys. Yeah, that are putting whoever. out some stuff and. Uh, uh, those are just two that I have at the yeah. house. <laughs> I'll be happy to review anything <laughs> and, and talk about you on the radio. This is a worldwide broadcast, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's internet based, and then it's podcasted too. So I mean, everybody can hear this thing. So yeah, you got it up on iTunes and everything. Else, yeah, so. iTunes and YouTube and Spreaker. I mean, there's so many places that if people want to advertise with this show, they and can. that's another cool thing <laughs> about when you do a live video. Um, whatever format or whatever platform it's on, you can go live from YouTube and uh, Flickr and, yep. you know, all of these other platforms. But then you say you watch it, you enjoyed it, you want to watch it again, it's on demand. Right. Boom, it's right there. It's, it's right it, there. You know, that's another great thing about it. Or, you know, you come in late and you get off work and the show's already started, but you join in, you want to go back later and watch the beginning, or you want to download it to your phone to show your friends. It's so simple to like and share, you know, high quality content these days. It's, it's insane. And that's where I see that the whole market's moving towards that. And I've been in traditional broadcasting for 30 years. So does that as a traditional broad, okay. So. We talked a couple times off air about how back when music, before it was electrified, and then it went to electrified, right? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a big 
adjustment period and then you're going to have your purists. So since you've been in this business and in this trade for so long, is there a purist personality that makes you go, Oh, this stuff, this new stuff, it's not going to hold water. It's just a, it's just a phase or, or is it stuff that you're welcoming and like, man, this is really cool. This opens up my world so much more. I've never myself, I've never been a purist about technology and how fast it's moved. I mean, starting from the very first, you know, personal computers, Vic 20s, Commodore 64s, and I'm dating myself right there. We had one. Uh, uh, and, you know, all of the computers. We had like a Tandy 1000, I think. Yeah, yeah, the old Tandys and uh, uh, the uh, Radio Shack Trash 80s and all of that. <laughs> you know, you name it, Apple IIEs. And, yeah. Um, and working our way up through what we have now, I've always been a firm believer in adopting technology. My house is, right. you know, my studio has always got try to keep up with it, but it moves so fast. It's really hard to keep up with it. It's really hard to keep up with it. And the, you know, there's traditional broadcasters that are still trying to figure out how to make money. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you noticed when you watch a movie on like TNT or a cable network, it's a 90 minute movie. It's broadcast for three hours. Right. So you have another hour and a half. You have just as many commercials in a in a movie you watch on as you have content. That you have content yeah. now because of the cost, uh, or what they can charge for that has you know decimated them. They, they, their their business model is slowly being eroded. Yeah, and that goes with even movies and everything else. You know, Hollywood's you know having a hard time getting along and then when because when you got these web series on youtube and all of these other netflix is putting out great stuff that's instantly available or mm -hmm. you know readily you can watch a whole season they're like hey here's yeah. our new season boom it's yeah. up to you if you yeah. want to watch yeah, exactly. it exactly in so, a day or not you know on-demand content and live content and really being able to get behind the scenes and see something that you know you might not normally get to see with some of the behind the scenes live stuff that you can do now. Uh -huh. People are interested in that. You know, that's, that's, they want to see how they, stuff works. Yeah. yeah. And that goes back to the train wreck thing too. Mm -hmm. Like everybody, if, if you know there's going to be bloopers at the end of the credits, you're going to stick around and you're going to wait and see the bloopers because you want to see people fail, especially yeah. if they have a larger than life personality already. Like Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan's an amazing martial artist, right? He puts, he always has great movies. But at the end, when they show all the times he fails or breaks a rib or breaks a leg, you're just like, ah, you love it. But you don't love that he's in pain, but you love to see him fail because yeah. he's always looked so good. Well, you know, it's it's that removing that veil yeah. of, of what you would normally see or what, you know, like you and I were brought up watching. Right. But it goes back so far as like on uh, Hee Haw, they, they always showed the bloopers and outtakes and stuff from that, and, you know, because it was always a comedy show, but they always showed the bloopers and stuff. Yeah. And then working with some of the people that I've worked with over the last year or so, you know, you get some of those behind the scenes stories and all of that. And, you know, even when it, from that to making music and the bloopers and somebody messes up, you want to see that. And yeah. That's interesting. That's good content. You know, you can, anybody can, you know, polish something and put it on the you know right out there and right make it look good that's that's actually pretty easy to do and it you know you don't you, the vanity doesn't have to you know yeah it kicks in and yeah just uh it's just like having there having beginner's luck yeah so you know you, you mentioned hollywood's uh kind of removed it's kind of fun to see the removing of the veil i think this year uh hollywood's removed a little too much uh of the veil Oh, yeah.
a California morning As ocean winds commence to blow And this land that they call paradise Feels so far from home I don't know how I got here But I know that I'm to blame So this Texas boy is leaving On an eastbound midnight train I'm Heading back to Lone Star Heaven The only place that I belong Thought fortune would find me if I left, but I guess that I was wrong. So now I'm leaving hell for heaven for the only home I've known. So open up those golden gates, as I can hardly wait. Lone Star State, I'm coming home. Time since I've seen blue bonnets in the spring, but I've seen them in my mind at least a million times. This old city had me down. Thank God it turned me. Classic Auto Group Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. 
Oh, we're back. Wait. We're back. Oh, awesome. Now we're back. I That's did it nice uh, a little easier that time. Yeah, I need yeah, to stop pointing out. Thank you. Thank you. I need to stop pointing out when I do that, though, and then it'll leave us seem more professional. Yeah. But when I actually <laughs> when I actually say, I did it. I did it right. Uh, that doesn't sound very professional at all. And it takes a long time to get your board work right. Yeah, I need I need about six more hands. Yeah, it's, there's never enough, especially in a home studio. That's what she kinda, said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, our philosophy on this show, and you know this, Randy, but I'm, for the new listeners, is uh, we have deep drinks and shallow conversations. So you are prone to hear uh, innuendos and dirty jokes and the occasional cuss word and. Uh, just whatever, because we keep it kind of loose around here. There's no reason. We're all wrapped up in, in real life for way too long, and uh life's just crazy enough as it is. So we're hoping that this is a break for you. This is a way for you to just kind of tune in and tune out at the same time. So uh, we're talking to Randy about live streaming and some of the benefits and, and what's the wave of the future and just all this cool high-tech stuff. And we're trying to keep it interesting and not mundane, but... uh but, you know, everybody, I'm sure everybody out there by now has tuned into or at least seen Facebook say, hey, so-and-so just went live. And I think that they have adjusted their algorithms to um, showcase. They want it to seem like it's a successful thing to do. And since it's their newest thing, live streaming is kind of the newest thing that Facebook came out with. I think they give priority to that. So anytime I go live, I think there's people that I hadn't talked to in years on Facebook that all of a sudden they see me. Yeah, it pops up on their you know, on their news feed or whatever, and down yeah. in the little corner of it. Even if you don't even have <laughs> Facebook open on your lap or on your home computer, on your PC or Mac or whatever you have, but you've got those alerts set up, it'll pop up a window down there and say, "Hey, this dude's live right yeah. now. You need to click on it." And boom, it takes you right to the live feed and. Man, boom, you're there. Whether if you're doing something else or not, it doesn't care. It's going to let you know yep. about it, and it's going to say, hey, you need to tune into this. But then, you know, with something like what we're going to be doing, uh, it's going to be a scheduled type thing. So you know when to tune in. Right. And then even if you do forget, hey, it's going to remind you. It's going to tell you. And, uh, and you know, I think we're going to, you know, we can do, you know, the Facebook Live seems to be, the most broad audience right. at this point in time. There are other, you know, uh, platforms to go on. There's YouTube. There's, you know, there's Twitter. There's, there's YouTube. Twitter's Flickr. Instagram. You can, Instagram. You can go Instagram. You can yeah. go, only, you can only do Instagram from a mobile device. Okay. That's yeah, that's right. Instagram yeah. Cause you can't works. even, you can't even get on PC with Instagram. No, at you all. can't. You can and see pictures, but you can't interact and post or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I have to take, pictures off my DSLR because I don't like taking pictures with my iPhone or my iPad right. and well, I when you to got put good, them on there. You know? yeah. <laughs> I imagine when you have good gear and you're like, uh, okay, I'm glad the new phone has that camera, but that's not what I'm going to use. Yeah, I'm going to use, you know, a nice, you know, large format DSLR, right. you know, take shooting my raw. With, and, yeah. yeah, shooting raw and JPEGs and I can put it right onto my, my tablet and have it go up, you know, I can control my camera from my tablet right. and saves right to it. Now, I mean, I can do that, but that's an awful lot of gear to tote around and, right. you know, just for some, something live, for Instagram. Or, you know, for yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Check out this order of French fries. I brought $2,000 of gear in here just to show yeah. you all this. <laughs> it's literally, it's like two grand, you know. <laughs> that's really funny. So I think I had a friend of mine tell me that last week that they weren't even on their phone. They just got a push notification that, um, that I was live and they mm -hmm. tuned in and it was somebody that was from high school. I hadn't even mm -hmm. seen them in forever, but so there's a, there's a benefit to it. And I know 
it's weird because when Facebook Live first started out, I was streaming everything because I was like, oh, I'm going to be first to shelf with this. If I'm the first dude doing it, people are going to tune into me way more and they can see my shows. They can see what I'm doing. And I'm not the kind of guy that I don't find myself interesting. So I don't just take selfies and, and do the videos of every little thing I do. And there's guys out there and they're, they're good at it and their fans expect it from them. They're, they like it. I'm just, I, I don't they're like, I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if I got some cosmetic surgery, lost a hundred pounds and maybe I want to look at myself, but I don't, I hate looking at myself. So I don't do that that often, but I do like to uh, post live because there's a, I have, I hate to say a fan base. I have a friend base that is scattered out through everywhere. I mean, there's, there's people that have seen my show and then now they live in other states or whatever. And some of them are, you know, there's military people that have heard my music that are overseas and, uh, and God bless y'all for doing that. But there's people tuning in from all over the place that can't come to a live show. And then, you know, you, you can listen to the music, you can listen to the CD and you're like, Hey, I'm listening to a CD, but there's something about a live show. That's just totally, you can't ever replicate that. So it's, it's good that they can tune in from wherever. Yeah. You can't replicate live. Uh, it, that's why they call it live. I mean, it's truly, it's, not just about the artist or performer that's on stage. It's about the crowd that's around them. Mm -hmm. When you go to a concert and you're there with 60,000 people, yep. like when I went to Bonnaroo, I've seen you two a couple of times in concert. I've never seen them in front of 65,000 people right. doing Joshua Tree again. And that was at Bonnaroo. And it was insane. And Red Hot Chili Peppers and all these. You get these huge crowds. There's just something about it. Yep. You know, you go to the pavilion for a reason. You know, right. you go to these great shows and you go to a venue for a reason. And if we can bring that into your living room with a live stream of what's going on, I, I think that's got a, a good point to... You know, to be. It's great, man. Cause, you know, now if you're talking about like our local guys, like I say our local guys, our regional dudes that are Texas country artists, mm -hmm. the huge portion of those, their fan base is going to be college kids and they're out there and they're just doing it. And the rest of their fan base is people that used to be college kids out there just doing it and getting drunk. But now they just can't get away anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. But they still want to be a part of that. They still want to remember what it was like to be there. And I think if you, have good production and you can do that. It's great. But I think that now technology is, uh, has caught up to where you can do that without having to go to post production and all this other stuff as well. Now there's a place for it. Certainly. There's definitely a place for it. Like if you want to throw together a whole bunch of stuff and, and behind the scenes and you want to have a whole bunch of cameras focused on each kind of what you guys do with the, um, with, with John Snyder. Mm -hmm. If you want to have cameras everywhere and kind of get into the show. Yeah. That's definitely something you got to do in post-production, put together real nice. And there's, there's a value to that. But I think that the live music or the live streaming thing is cool because, um, you can still have your camera in a secure place. It's not shaking all over the place. There's not people around it singing to the songs and, and, and all that stuff. Or there's not people walking in front of the camera all night. And, um, and you're capturing the audience and the, 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 the cheers and all that good stuff, but you're getting the music. And there's definitely something really cool about that, that it can be spontaneous because you never know what's going to happen. That's the beautiful thing about live video is what you talked about. Nobody watches NASCAR to see how many left, who makes the left turn the best. No. They watch it to see who's <laughs> going to hit the wall the hardest. Right. And, and, and it's just the truth, you know? And, um, so it, I love the fact that live video is out there. 
And I think that there's uh, ways that we can capitalize on it. And I think what the things that me and you have been talking about are going to be really interesting and fun. Well, it's do. just like you did earlier. One of the other aspects of this is you put out the phone number for somebody to text you while we're live on the air. Right. That's always been a thing in radio. Right. right? You've always been able to call that DJ and say, hey, I want to hear this song. There's always been that interaction with radio, yep. Yep. Uh, broadcast radio, which is what makes it very uh, unique in broadcasting. And mm-hmm. Radio has always been very personal between, a, you know, the DJ right. and their audience. This brings television... <clears throat> Into that same aspect, when you're live or when we're doing something live, streaming-wise, there's instant interaction yep. when it pops up. You know, maybe not quite as personal if you're just doing it from your phone and reading everything, right, you know, the things, right. but you want to hear them play something, you know, yeah. at a live show. I mean, you can or ask you, a specific you question. question or yeah. whatever when we're doing interviews with the artists and stuff that are going to come in and yep. uh, uh, and play and, and song swap and do all of the good stuff that uh, that's your end of it. And yeah. you're going to shake all of that, figure out. <laughs> I'm which still thinking about all that. We're going to get it. It's going to be really interesting. I think once we get it all figured out, but yeah. yeah. And, and the only delay will be, you know, if I'm, if I'm sitting right here, and I turn my phone on and I start playing the song, whatever, I can see what people are saying. The only delay would be, uh, now you got to read it. And yeah. if it's something important, you bring it, you bring a little note card to me. I'm like, hey, so and so. Actually, know I can just put it up on a monitor or yeah. a oh, yeah. in your ear High with tech. an off air, you know, I have wireless oh, yeah. headsets and all of that. I, no, I've got more We can be as fancy as we want to be when you got yeah. cut and shoot studios in the house. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we try. We try. <laughs> we do a little bit, but, uh. Well, you yeah. know, I've noticed that even TV is trying to get in on that intimate, that, uh, not intimacy, but that personal relationship because now they get online and they want everybody to, to talk to them through Twitter and they'll go through and read all their Twitter feed and, and, and all that stuff. And, and you're right though. That's always been a relationship that radio has been able to have that, um, TV couldn't really until social media is kind of caught up and, and TV, I guess, realized, Oh, we can talk to our fans now, yeah, but you know? The only platform that they can have that on, in all honesty, is, you know, the evening news. Right. Um, you know, all these late night shows, that stuff. So, you know, that's, that's oh, yeah. shot the day, you know, the day of, yeah, but, right. it, you know, at one o'clock in the afternoon and then it's re, you know, yep. repacked. That's not nobody, live. nobody can text Jimmy Kimmel and say, stop crying, you little baby. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You I know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not live. It, it's a, what they call, you know, a look live or a live look, you know, it's a live live audience. It's a live to tape with a live audience. Yeah. You know, it's just as it was in studio, but it's still on tape. I mean, there's no actual interaction, you know, the evening news that goes live, you know, from your local station or, and that's about as close as you can get to, you know, that personal interaction in real time. And most of that stuff is, unless they get breaking news, it's all prepared beforehand anyway. Yeah. That script's written two hours ago. Exactly. So it's not, it's not a hundred percent real time with us. You know, uh, when we're at these Pacific yard house shows, when the train comes by, you get dollar yellow shots. Mm-hmm. So when we're live, you're going to hear us yell, the train's coming, you yeah. know, and, uh, and you're going to hear and feel the train and the audio yeah, as well. Yeah, you will. We're, we're going to 745 and 815. Somehow we're going to figure out a way to make, you know how like on your, uh, on your game controllers, when you're playing a video game, they can make the, the controller vibrate. 
We need to do that when the train's coming by. We need to make people's phones just start vibrating. Right. Yeah. We can send out a, a you know a push a, notification, a push notification <laughs> train. That'd be great. And you can check the local train schedule. Um, yeah, when to get those dollar shots? Exactly. So. If you really want to get loaded on Jello shots, just check the check the train schedule yeah. and show and they're up. They're quite tasty too. They're they're pretty yeah. good, and they're not little ones either. They're big ones, <laughs> and they're only a dollar only when the train comes by though. So that's pretty cool. The uh, the the guy was like, ah, I don't know if I'm crazy about this shot special. I was like, man, it's crazy enough to work, dude. People, if they're there, they're already had a couple, and they're like, yeah, why not have a Jello shot? And that usually leads to a bunch more Jello shots. Yeah, either a bunch more Jello shots or another cold beer or something to uh, you know soak yeah. all of that mess up. And then a, a second, <laughs> a second dinner. Yeah, they sober themselves up, soak it all up. Yeah, this is, it's a win win, man. A restaurant that serves good alcohol is and good food is good. You need to have your main big menu. To uh, yeah. to get them full and then get them drunk and then get them full again. And I know uh, the Pacific Yard House is a it's a it's a brand new restaurant. I think they opened in September, right, or somewhere around there. Somewhere around somewhere there. It's there. not long. Remember. It hasn't been long. It's the old Ice House here in Conroe. They have a great um, great menu and they have a lot of beer on tap. All our our local favorites and all of the 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 local breweries and stuff have their stuff there. Um, and you know they have a plenty of stuff they got big beers little beers you know anything else you want you know full bar and the food is awesome craft beer yeah it's craft yeah beer. all the local breweries you know yeah did you say that already i was looking, yeah. at, I was yeah, looking, at, the looking at something screen. over there you weren't paying just making sure so. everything's working you know some paranoid about this whole thing yeah you know the, the amount of technology is uh it's gotten to be where we can be sitting in your little studio at your house and do a radio show that goes anywhere in the world. It's amazing, isn't it? uh, Then we're going to be able to go to a a restaurant and venue, a live music venue here in Conroe, and do a live show that we can literally anywhere in the world that you are, if you're on Facebook, you can watch this show live. It's pretty awesome. Pretty dang awesome. Like, you used to you had to own a TV station to be able to do that. And then you're only broadcasting, okay, it's New York. All right. right. 13 million people, maybe. If that's as every TV was on the same yeah. station, you might get a million views. Now it's, a, I mean, and a there's million, no way to, and how many the potential so, of yeah. listeners could be. Yeah, yeah, and viewers and listeners and viewers and all of that. So <laughs> it, it's, uh, 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 there's guys like on YouTube that just put out videos and they vlog and they do different things and, you know, they get, you know, every week when they do it, I think some of them guys do it daily and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's all pre-produced. It's very seldom live. But, you know, they get four million, three and four million views a day. Yeah. Those are the people getting stuff, paid. And they're getting paid. They are getting Believe paid. Believe me, they are getting paid in one way or another. Yeah. You know, it's, it's non-traditional revenue sources. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you're... Adver- traditional advertising revenue that we've known from radio and television and, right. and the industry for so many years. So there's a lot of different avenues and stuff. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, people that want to get their products and stuff out there that are starting to come into the, uh, you know, the fold of live mm-hmm. broadcasting or webcasting and, uh, and, and what we're trying to do to where they get, they can really target their audience. That's one of the things about, you know, marketing in general. You right. want to go to people, regardless of what your product is or whatever. If you, if you watch broadcast television, it seems like every other commercial, some medicine or, you know, some prescription medicine that's going to be, you know, far worse for you. Yeah. The side effects are worse. <laughs> side effects grow an extra ear, you know, yeah. but you, you don't want to have flatulence. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you'll grow a horn. We won't tell you where, but you'll grow it. <laughs> yeah, but you won't fart in public. You there, know? You go, there you go. There <laughs> so, you go. But, um, but you want to target your mark, you know, audience and, and for people with disposable income and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different things and, and methods that go into that. And that's where this is, you know, we're going to target our audience and, uh, um, you know, music lovers and, uh, all yeah. of that. And the people that want, uh, you know, that in-depth story with the artists and people that are coming through and being on the show. And it'll be, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. It's going to take a little time to grow. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that, uh, because it gives me a chance to kind of hone, hone what I want to do. So that way when the, when the big guests come to town, then we, uh, we know what we're doing. We can do it, treat them professional and do all that stuff. And, and they have a good time. And and I don't want it to be like anything else I've ever done. I can't just say, Oh, this little method seems to work for this guy. So this, I'm going to follow what he does. I can't ever do that. No, I, I strive to be unique. And, uh, so I don't want it to just be your typical. It's kind of like this radio show. I don't want I don't want this radio show to just be someone comes in and we ask t- the typical questions that they've been asked at every other radio station. I want them to come in, sit on my green room couch, and just open up and let's have a good old chat, you know. And um, I want the show at Pacific Yard House to kind of be the same thing. I mean, they're coming in to sing for sure, and and I don't, but I don't want to sit there and interview them before every single song and. And all that. I want it to just be like, hey, we're going to play some music. We're going to have fun. We're going to tell some jokes and just, you know, we won't do the whole interview process and stuff like that. It won't be that. It's just going to be a, a hang. It's going to be a good time. I'll have some of my band members there to help out. And, uh, it's, it just, uh, controlled chaos is what I'm shooting for. And that's the best way to have it. it, it it's got to be an open and honest, uh, you know, show and, you know, a vibe to it. And that, that, that's what's going to, you know, make it a, a, a success is being able to just say, Hey, come on in. Let's play some music. You know, mm-hmm. you're here to play some music and entertain these crowd. And, but we're going to also help you get your, you know, your message out or, you know, your tour schedule or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. But we want to talk to you on a no bullshit ass basis. Yep. You know, I, you've been asked the same question a thousand times. You've been on radio row. You've done all this. Yep. You've been to every radio station between, you know, San Antonio and, oh, and, yeah. and Abilene. Cor- Corpus or, you know, Paso, Amarillo. Amarillo. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere in between. You've <laughs> been asked the same damn question a thousand yep. times. Why? Yeah, so why don't you tell me, yeah, tell me something else. Like, where'd you grow up? What was your favorite toy? I don't care. Just anything to, because I think that um, people, kind of like we were talking about the behind the scenes thing, everybody wants to know more about somebody, especially that they look up to that person. And yes, there are a bunch of questions that, I mean, you know, I've done the radio tour thing too. And there's a bunch of questions I've been asked and they're great. You're like, when did you start playing guitar? When did you know you wanted to be a singer for a living? When did you, you know... And and those are important questions, I guess, for for the fan. But I think if uh, if if you want to know the artist, I mean, it's just like any other conversation. If, if you were just talking to your buddy and we're like, "Man, why do you like Ford so much?" Oh, my dad drove a Ford. My grandpa drove a Ford. Well, now it makes sense why you drive a Ford, you know. <laughs> and that's not something everybody's going to know. But you're not going to get asked that question anywhere. Exactly. And that's that's the kind of the hangs I want to have with people. I just want to have. You know, that day that we uh, couldn't get the computer to work, I mean, you just hung out in the backyard for for the entire time that we would have been on the air. Yeah, I mean, we spent a couple yeah. of hours hanging out in the backyard, we smoking just, on cigars, and yeah. uh, um, just having a good conversation about, you know, where, where, where all of this was going, and, you know, see if we can, you know, make all some of this kind of stuff work, and now yeah. it's come to fruition, and, um, you know, 
everybody knows, you know, just pick one out, Ray Wiley or right. Robert Earl King or some of these other big guys. You already know, you're already fans of them. So if they come you on the probably show, what the hell would you ask them? You know, right. you know, you, you, you you know, Ray's probably not, he, he's pretty good about telling you whatever is yeah. on his mind anyway. That's true. Um, true. You know, but then you get, uh, you know, Robert or King and Lyle love it. You know, put those two together in a room, which is, you, you know, that'd be great that stories be from great. old church street. You know, yeah, so, man. you know, everything that's written in those songs, you know, yeah. there's a reason they were and in college station. It's funny <laughs> that, um, over the years I've heard so many perspectives of their stories because I've heard their perspective. And then there's plenty of people that was going to school at the time, you included. Yeah. To where it was, uh, you you saw from another perspective, but they all line up. It's that's the great thing. It's not like they've been out there telling a bunch of lies, but um, it's really cool to just kind of hear multiple sides of the story. But yeah, to get them two back in a room together, oh, that'd be a blast. I'm sure it's happened, but I I mean, they do still tour together and they do shows together. I know that, and but um, you know, and you know, you know, it's like Stoney or getting one of those guys, and you know, they they they. They're always open about, you know, there's, you know, whatever they've done. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, they write songs about it, you know, that's yeah, how they get the inspiration. Yeah. In. Especially Stoney. Stoney's written, uh, I didn't realize that that song he did downtown is a, is a true story. Yeah. And we were at one of his shows at Dosey Do and, uh, I kept, he kept asking me, he went, what do y'all want to hear? And I'd holler out downtown. <laughs> and I did that probably four or five times. And then finally he answered me and he's like, I'm, I'm scared of that song. And then he moved on. <laughs> So it wasn't until later I was talking to somebody who knows him on a personal level. And they're like, well, that's a true story that he wrote about his parents and stuff, man. And, uh, and so I didn't realize it was that it meant that much to him. I just thought it was a cool song, you know. But now that I, and I sing that song on my shows, I cover it. And, uh, and I'm like, you won't even, you know, this is the only place you're going to hear this song. Stoney won't even sing it anymore, you know. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. And there's, 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 uh, uh, working in Nashville and shooting a bunch of video and working with a bunch of great uh, musicians and stuff and singers and songwriters. And, you know, there's songs that are, uh, you know, that they don't, they don't even, you know, do mm-hmm. live or anything else anymore. And, you know, cause they're, they're very, you know, whatever the case may be is they're very near and dear to their hearts or whatever. Right. And they, they just can't honestly make it through a song. It, as a performance. And, I have and, a song and, like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, they don't necessarily have to do it, but in, in the show, you know, we can get them to talk about it a little bit. And then, mm-hmm. then, you know, if you cover it and then maybe they can, you know, play along, <laughs> you know, it, it's all about making yeah. somebody comfortable enough in an environment that in this live environment they and then they have to realize that it's, it's going out to a lot more people than just who's sitting in this audience. Right. Too. Right. And then when you make that emotional connection is what, matters yeah it is and that's and people they just want to know more about every i mean you know we're also a a society now that we want every information every look every angle every reality tv did that to us i think where they're just like they want to they want to see the show but then they want to know what was he thinking and then there's the person in the little closet you know I was thinking that this really sucks and I don't, I just want to go home, you know, and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, we don't need, and everybody thinks that they need to have that, all that information from you at all times, you know, they, and that's that's kind of a bad part, you know, it's, uh, but this stuff's been going on for a long time. I, I mean, uh, 
I would go back to reality television being you know candid camera back in the late seventies. Yeah, you know that was the kind of the first uh, reality type based, and that uh, was more real than and reality and TV. Very is now. real, yeah. and, and you had some ultimate people playing pranks on people yeah. back then. I mean, so, you know, I, I, a lot of it probably wouldn't be politically correct these days. That's why you no, don't see it anywhere. But. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, the pranks they do now. There, there are some prank shows out there. Most of them are YouTube channels, though. There's not necessarily yeah. TV. Uh, I did see one the other day that was funny, and it was this lady was a seamstress, like uh, working at a department store, and she drew lips on her hand. Like here, and I thought it was just going to be where like she was going to make like a little face where it was yeah, kissing yeah, people. Thing, yeah. But when she would adjust the guy's collar, like she's putting him in a jacket or or a shirt, so she adjusts his collar, she'd make sure that her hand hit him on the neck. So he'd have lipstick on his neck. neck. And then he would go into the dressing room and look at everything and then come back out. When he'd come back out, the wife would see the lipstick on his neck. And then a few (laughs) seconds later, in a secret compartment of the dressing room, would be this girl, this little blonde girl with her shirt half unbuttoned or whatever. She would walk out and she'd be like all flustered. Yeah. And then she would look back at the guy and be like, call me, you know, and the wife would freak out. And that was a pretty good prank. But that's about as, I mean, that's as safe as you can get. Anymore with the way people get so and sensitive. That was my wife, but well, I mean, but <laughs> politically correctness wise, yeah, politically correct, right? Yeah. That's what else can you do without offending somebody? somebody. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, offended. Um, people got to get over themselves. <laughs> we all uh, know what happens when you get offended, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm an older guy, you know. I, I've been around uh, uh, the block a few more than once, and yeah, uh, <laughs> offense. Uh, I don't take any. To anything, you know, say what the hell you want, man. It's I agree. Just, you know, it's uh, take it with a grain of salt. You know, well, I it's America, or whatever. You yeah. know, what the hell? And, uh, and that goes true with a lot of artists and stuff. You know, some of these guys are just so, you know, their buttholes puckered so hard about yeah. what they have to say in right. public, when especially with the. Uh, you know, labels and all of that. You know, hey, just let it go. Yeah, well, I agree. I thought you were going to keep talking a little longer than oh, that. Oh, well, I can keep talking. I was just seeing you trying to click on the button and get your stuff lined up. I didn't know well, you what were I was going to do. I was actually going to call an audible and play a different song based on okay. the topic that we're talking about, but it's, it's a little too late now. We're just going to. Well, I mean, we're going to play, you know, Screw You or from Texas. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's a great one. A lot of these artists are putting out songs that are politically incorrect, especially our local, you know, our Texas artists that are independent and they don't have anybody looking over them and listening to them and doing all that crazy crap. Yeah. And you get great stuff you know that comes out and uh uh, being able to do all of this stuff i agree i agree well uh you called it here it is i got on my cowboy boots jeans and a lawyer's shirt mirrors sunglasses a mobile phone i guess i look like some porter answers dope dealers out on bail just trying to get home but i ain't in jail and i got me a guitar i got a little band that's hotter than a rocket Sometimes we're sloppy, we're always loud Tonight we're just on and locked in the pocket So screw you, we're from Texas Screw you, we're from Texas Screw you, we're from Texas We're from Texas, baby So screw you States, I'm, they're okay. 
Texas is the place I want to be And I don't care if I ever go to Delaware anyway Cause we got Stubbs and Green Hall and Antones And John T's country store We got Willie, Jack and Jack, Robert, Earl, Pat, Corey, Charlie, man So many more So screw you We're from Texas Screw you We're from Texas Screw you Texas, we're from Texas. Screw you, sing it with me. Screw you, we're from Texas. Screw you, we're from Texas. Screw you, we're from Texas. We're from Texas. Screw you. Because of what happened in Dallas and Waco And our corporations, uh, they are corrupt And our politicians are swindlers and loco But when it comes to music, my friend I believe these words are as true as St. John the Revelators Our Mr. Vaughn was the best that there ever was And no band was cooler than the 13th floor elevators So screw you, we're from Texas Screw you Texas, screw you, we're from Texas, we're from Texas, screw you, screw you, we're from Texas, screw you, we're from Texas, screw you, we're from Texas, we're from Texas, screw you, screw you, we're from Texas, screw you.
goes crazy right there on cue. And that was pretty. Little song called Butterbean. If you've had an accident or just a fender bender, the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city. When Classic Auto Group Collision Center can take care of all your repairs, island style, our certified technicians can repair any maker model, and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty. Classic Auto Group Collision Center now open at 6601 Harborside Drive, ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. Hey, island style. That's awesome. So uh, we're back here with Randy Young. Uh, you're on KTXF The Real. If you want to text into the show, you can do so at 832-910-7359. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, that means you right now, at this exact moment, you can text in to 832-910-7359 uh, if this is Wednesday and it's between the hours of 1 and 3. three. Yeah. If you're listening any other time, that means you found my podcast, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, be sure to share it with your friends and um, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, you can subscribe to the iPod or the uh, the podcast right there. And uh, We do want you guys tuning in live, though, because then you can talk to us. You can hear it and, uh, and, and participate, and we can talk to you guys. And that kind of goes back into the conversation we were having about live streaming where it's a much more personal experience between artists and well in between creator content creator and end user yeah. whatever that is whatever format and medium you're in but the uh I'd love to be able to get that instant feedback and that's the entertainer in me you know like when I finish a song I want people to clap and so if yeah, I certainly. that's the hardest part about an album you mm-hmm. go in you do all that work on creating an album then you put it out there and you're sitting there just twiddling your thumbs and rubbing your fingers together, waiting for somebody to say, dude, I just listened to your album and it's been in my whatever. I've been listening to it for two days straight. And then you're going, yay, there's the applause I've been looking for for the last six months, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of that instant gratification with, uh, you know, <laughs> modern society. But artists yeah. and, and performers have always been that way, whether it be stage actors or whatnot. You yeah. Know, they want that curtain call. They, they want that instant feedback. That, I don't know what it is. I've ever met that's been <laughs> in that um and that's why a lot of movie actors go and do stage stuff too, because they enjoy that. Uh, it's a rush. I mean, when it you're is. on stage and you're doing something, um, for whatever reason, and there's a live audience there, and you can get them to a if you're a comedian and get them to laugh or they enjoy what you're doing. Yep. It, it's it's um, it's gratification for yourself and, and re- positive reassurance that you're doing a good thing. You know, right. are you always going to get it? No, you know, everybody writes a bad song or yep. whatever, or you everybody has a bad, a bad night, but that's where that train wreck comes in. And, you know, you get that too in, in the live issues and, you know, the live scenario, I think if you handle you know, it with grace though, you end up gaining more fans because of that. A lot of people will respect yeah. you more when you can handle it with grace or whatever. And, I learned a long time ago not to get mad on stage when someone makes a mistake. Just laugh and have fun with it. And most people will point it out at the end. But I would much rather somebody at the end go, oh, I saw you kind of give them that look and roll your eyes. Uh, but, you know, that's way better than someone saying, oh, I saw when you punched your guitar player in the face, you know. <laughs> Certainly. And there's always uh, there's always that aspect of it that, um, you know, every, nobody's perfect. I mean, come on. No, you, you know, you, you, I I don't know how many concerts I've been to over the years. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and right. hundreds of concerts and little little venues, big venues, you know, the big stars or whatever. And 
because I'm in the business and, and recording and music and television and everything else, yeah, you know, you kind of know when somebody makes a mistake or whatever, right. you know, or something's not right, whether it's artist's fault or the technician's fault or whatever. Right. And as long as you can, uh, you know, self-deprecating humor yeah. is the best thing. If you're not perfect, people enjoy that because they're not perfect and they mm -hmm. understand that and you make that connection with them and, they're, and then right. you go back to that personal connection that you can make with somebody even, you know, like way, way, you know, many moons ago when I was in college and had to do a radio show every, you know, once a week for three hours, kind of like we're doing here, yeah. but by myself in a little bitty room <laughs> in a college, you know, station and, <laughs> and I got to talk for a while and, right. and, and it was AM, I mean, you know, I might have two people listening. Right. <laughs> Right, that we pick may up the station. Here. We may have two people listening. And you two, and me, yeah, <laughs> you, me, and the wall. Uh, hey, my wife's probably listening too somewhere. Hopefully, I busted. I, I caught my wife listening too. Yeah, we were we laughing because we we're like, man, how long is this delay? Because we were on break. We were probably two songs into the break, and she's still listening to some about reality TV. And uh, she looked at me because I, I walked up behind her. She's like, "What are you doing out here if you're on my radio?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, we're on break, <laughs> but we were, but she had paused it. That's the good thing about, I guess, uh, using the tune in app to listen to this show. If you have to take a break for a minute, you can, and you don't lose anything. You get no, to just push play right back to it, come you right back. back to it. It'll spool it and, yeah. uh, it puts it in memory and it comes out and, uh, that's way better than FM and AM radio. Uh, it is so much better. Yeah. Uh, that, and then, you know, most of the, uh, even the streams uh, that you can get streaming for free on yeah. FM radio or AM radio, you still don't get that. Yeah, and I think you're right. You, yeah. you, you still don't have that capability. They don't have that spooling capability right. yet, uh, unless they run through like a TuneIn app or one of those other. Yeah. You know, I don't know if iHeart does it or not. Uh, I am not sure because that is such a uh, confusing platform. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a was a professional radio broadcast engineer. Right. First time I met you was at you know CBS Radio in Houston. Come yeah. on in, let's do an interview. Let me set you up. Let me make yeah. sure everything's right and uh, let let you rock and roll. And uh, I, I, I get the technology, but that one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know the corporate guys that don't even understand that one. Yeah, uh, I think they. Uh, that's all owned by CBS, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, uh, well, no, Clear Channel. So Clear, Chan Clear Channel. Clear yeah. Channel, which is iHeartMedia now. Yeah. They changed their name 50 different ways. And, right. And, you know, uh, and other than a few, you know, talk formats and all of that, they've got, you know, you know, corporate world and all right. that kind of thing. They got it, you know, they got financing problems. If, For a know, small fee, I can actually put this show, uh, podcast it to iHeart, I think. Oh, certainly. You can yeah. buy airtime on radio or television or whatever yeah. you want. You got the money. I mean, you want a 30 minute block on any radio station. You just yeah. go and shove money in their face and you can be on the air. They like but, money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you better have your own studio because they're going to charge you more for theirs. And, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. I That's mean, why I'm grateful for Christopher and, uh, letting me have a spot on this channel for, for free. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. And he's, uh, he's building up a nice little thing. Too. He is, you know, man. So, uh, so, uh, I should have pulled this up so we could talk about it a little more because I do want to, to give some help out. But, you know, this show is actually a break from the norm on on the real and we talk more about music and and everything so the consistent part is that we're talking yeah um and we play a lot of texas music because it's a texas sports channel but they've got a new rugby channel uh or a new rugby uh show and they've got uh talking strows 
So, and they're, they're building, they're adding more content and they're adding more people. And, uh, it's going to be, this thing's turning out to be a pretty good deal. It's going to, it's going to keep growing. Too. Well, certainly, you know, there's a huge market for, you know, sports, uh, sports radio in, in this aspect where it's a little yep. bit more, um, you know, interactive with your, with your fans. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, you can call into the sports talk show, but, you know, on, whatever station and you know them as well as i do but you know they're, they're it's still not quite the same yeah and then we you get sports on this station that you don't get anywhere else and they're not going to yeah. talk about you know rugby or you know the triple a team or you know right. whatever the case may be. they're talking be. about everything yeah yeah these guys are talking about all of the great stuff better sports you know than i'm sorry you know nfl football's got its own problems and all that good <laughs> stuff and all of that and you kind of get tired about that there's a lot of great you know yeah. even college ball and you know all of this stuff yeah. and, and locally you know we got what i don't know how many triple a teams or double a teams or whatever they come out yeah. to you know you got, and, yeah uh, you got one in sugar land you got one you got in corpus you got, yeah you know you got all these farm teams i remember even back in uh, i lived in mississippi for a year way back in the late nineties and, uh, with my wife and, uh, we had a triple A ball team there and, uh, they traded up one of their pitchers for a bunch of catfish. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that last week <laughs> and it was insane, but it made national news, you know, but the, yeah. those sports teams and then whatever else they might be doing, there's always something going on. That's a, an enjoyable to listen to, especially when you get a bunch of sports guys talking, they, they, they can really, uh, <laughs> pull out some facts and figures that are just mind-boggling yeah they can and you know they do uh i think the rugby is actually they're they're attempting to do um play by play during the during the matches so that's that's pretty cool too yeah there was, we were, i was looking up something uh about our our beloved astros because i definitely am a a, a lifelong fan but um Obviously, very proud of how they did last year for sure. But for sure. we were uh, before children BC. Um, we <laughs> I always call that. I don't so remember back, when that was. So back in, back in 2012 BC, before children, uh, my wife and I would go to. We'd pay the twenty dollars tickets and sit behind. They're more expensive now, but uh, sit behind the dugout and we we'd go to so many games. Just any time we had a chance that we were because she went to college. I had I had a retail job, so my hours shifted, but. Anytime we had time alone or together, we would we just go to Nashville's game, and so and that was in the Killer B era and all that Certainly. stuff, and we knew those guys so well. And then even after kids, we didn't get to go as many games, but we were diehard. And then when they switched to American League, and then they took the games off, and you had to have Comcast or or whatever it was to watch it. We didn't have that up here. And all the players kind of started switching out, you know, like getting new guys. And we were there for Altuve's first game, which was pretty cool. And I even told my wife, it's like, oh, he's going to be the next Vigio you watch. But, uh, he, uh, but, but then we couldn't keep up with the new players. We just couldn't keep up because we couldn't watch the games every night. And so I admittedly fell into kind of a complacent state of being a fan. And then, um, the last couple of years I figured out how to watch their games and now we're right back in it. Now I know who all the players are and I know their stories and uh, as long, and I think that might even go back to what we were talking about with the live, the live feed and everything. The more you know about the people you, you want to be a fan of or admire or whatever, however you want to say it, it's kind of weird uh, to me. I, the fan word is hard, but, well, but yeah. the more you can learn and the more you know about them, the more you want to root for them, you know, that's why like JJ Watt, 
does so many cool things that even if he's not playing on the field, you're rooting for whatever it is he's doing, you oh, know? Yeah, because, for sure. And, and, and Houston, I think has always had a pretty good, done a decent job at least of, um, and I don't know if every city's like that or not because I haven't lived there, but they have a, a way of establishing a, a repertoire, uh, 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 rapport is rapport. the word I was looking for between, between their sports stars and their sports stars fans. And, uh, the, and I think that the, even if it's not a team that's winning that year, you're still rooting for your boys because, or your girls, because you've established that rapport. You're a fan, not of just what they, what sport they play, but you're a fan of them as yeah. a person, as an athlete on and off the field. And I don't know if every city is like that, but I know like everybody knows Biggio was part of the Sunshine Kids. Yeah. It was a big deal to him. It still is. He's still exactly. out there doing it. It wasn't all, it wasn't just so that he could get better ratings in baseball. That's what he does. Well, you know, and, and Houston has a great history of, of, of the, the, the sports stars and all of that being parts of the community and members of the community and doing everything they can to help out in the sports teams and everything else. I know some of the other cities, uh, uh, they're like that. I mean, it, the Chicago is a really good sports city when the, their players and stuff interact and do a lot of stuff. But uh, I don't know a whole lot of them. I mean, I lived in a lot of different places and I've traveled a whole lot. But uh, Texas fans have always, you know, there's just this connection and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with the, and going back to the live stuff, one of the things that was happened during the, the World Series is uh, I, we were watching. I had gotten to Nashville to start that project. Uh, and we were at a friend of ours house and, and we watched game five uh-huh. and it went on and on and on. Uh-huh. And on. Next night, you know, it's, it's like Halloween's the next night it's game six. And it's like, Holy crap, I can't watch. Yep. They were streaming the world series live on YouTube. Right. And right. so there's that live streaming thing and everybody can get it. And it, mm-hmm. you know, that was their big, uh, you know, YouTube's yeah. uh, live stream thing. That was their biggest thing that they've ever done. And it worked. Yeah, and you know, it, I don't know how much bandwidth that ate, ate up or crashed. How many servers? But you know, but it's, it it's there. The technology is there to handle that bandwidth and and all that good stuff. But I think it's that, fixing to get better too. Yeah, well, I hope so. I, well, I, it is. Is they're, they're going to repackage again um, inside baseball for broadcasting and everything else, and how the technology works for <laughs> live stuff to your phone, where you can watch it anywhere and. 5G and all of that. Um, when we went from analog television to DTV, as they call it, digital television or, you know, all of that, they repackaged. We got all new transmitters and stuff at the television stations. It cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And they took the spectrum. They moved it. You don't have VHF TV anymore. If right. If you're old yeah. enough to remember VHF, UHF yep. with the knobs, there's no more VHF. I don't care if it says channel two or whatever. It's actually channel 63 or it's whatever. It's still digital. Case like, yeah. But it's digital, yeah. but you're in the UHF band. They moved, right. moved television stations off the VHF to free that spectrum up for your phones basically or for the phone companies yeah and now there are still some that are on there low power stuff not big thing they are fixing to repackage again Uh and move further up the band for television costing television a whole lot more money millions and millions of dollars that's one of the reasons they're going broke and can't do this (laughs) and to bring up more spectrum for your phones and get 5g lte and different things like that right they've moved i mean they've gone so far as to move uh wireless microphones and uh performers will know this they can't use it's illegal to use 
older microphones and stuff that are wireless on your stage, if they're in certain frequency bands, like right. 500, 600 megahertz, you can't use them anymore because you can be fined up to $10,000 a pop because you're interfering with, you know, some phone company. You Man, know? I didn't know that. Yeah, See, yeah, that's seriously. why you got to have savvy technicians helping yeah, you. Yeah, you know, that's all those years in engineering and keeping yeah. up with that stuff. But, <laughs> uh, so you have to, you know, the broadband ability to be anywhere on earth, grab your iPad, your phone, catch a live concert from your favorite artist yep. that you're going to be missing. And, and you can do that now. That's and that's amazing. one of the things that hopefully we're going to be able to do here very soon. Mm, yeah. That's, it, it's pretty crazy. I, I'm trying to remember show. Oh, did you ever see that show? Silicon Valley, the, it was on HBO. I think I remember. And it was a bunch of tech heads and they were trying to create an app and they were, mm-hmm. uh, and then a couple seasons later they were doing something else, but they were trying to make it. One of the things they were doing was what all the light fixtures in the city mm-hmm. would broadcast Wi-Fi and, and actually work as a, uh, as a server kind of deal to where wherever you were, you were only a couple hundred feet away from a light pole, especially Certainly. if you're in a metro area mm-hmm. and all those light poles basically was the internet you know so they could use utilize all of that for bandwidth and it was i don't know i'm, I'm not tech uh, it, i'm not gearhead enough it's to feasible. know but, the, the yeah. lo- your power companies already do that you know you have these smart meters and stuff like that and you have all of this technology but there's always been what they call a piggyback on power lines where you can have um information data right. on a power line going back and forth from yep. your meter to, you know, out to the street or whatever. Cause yeah. you can drive by my house all day long with a, you know, an antenna and all that. You ain't reading my smart meter cause it's too far away from the street. Right, I mean, right. part 15 doesn't work that way if you're, <laughs> if you're a tech guy, but, um, you know, there's all sorts of technology that's been out there and they were trying to harness some of that yeah. and figure that out. <laughs> but the, uh, the power companies and yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so now you see cell towers that look like pine trees, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, kind of they didn't their technology the power line technology doesn't seem to have moved forward very much i guess yeah it's it's pretty simple and it yeah, works exactly well it ain't changed much since the turn of the last century yeah. you know, when tesla came out with it you know AC. yeah oh tesla the, see there's your purest then you coming out <laughs> it, it wasn't franklin <laughs> no it wasn't franklin and it and it sure wasn't uh uh Anybody else? I mean, yeah. DC didn't work, you know, with no. Edison, Edison stuff. I mean, yeah. he had a great idea. Direct current's great. You know, that's right. what you get uh, when you transmitters and stuff. That's DC. Yeah. You know, you change it to RF and all of that good stuff. But, you know, as far as power consumption and, and, and even wireless stuff, Tesla figured that out, too. Yeah. So I don't care what they say. Marconi was not the first. <laughs> <laughs> Big debate. Big debate. We hit the hot topics hey, you know, here. Hey, it's all, it's all that. Wait, we're topical. Tech junkies. <laughs> tech junkies and stuff like that. They'll we're, get that. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Pacific, you're our house. And yeah. uh, you're going to be out the night with Kevin Bull, right? Yeah, my guitar player, Kevin Bull, uh, Conroe's own. That guy, no matter where you go, he seems to um, know everybody. And then he seems to become the, the venue favorite. Like when we, play, <laughs> when we were playing Redneck Country Club for so long, you know, I... I, I, I try my best to give everybody in the band the grand introduction whenever we're introducing band members and everything. But for some reason, it's just so much fun to say, Kevin Ball, you know, <laughs> that's a great name. Right. Too. I mean, exactly. You know, that's his name. And so the crowd gets into it. And then after a while there, you know, he's, he's, he's the Eric Clapton of the Redneck Country Club, you know, and. <laughs> He, uh, he just, he, <laughs> the only reason I'm there is to provide lyrics to get him from solo to solo. So, there you go. 
Um, so I'm sure everybody at Pacific Yard House is going to really appreciate his his efforts and his talents tonight because he's he's just good. Whether he's on acoustic or electric, especially on electric, though he he flies on the electric and acoustics just it slows you down no matter who you are. But uh, but no, Kevin's great man. But the uh, the cool thing uh, if you're joining us late, Pacific Yard House has crawfish. So uh, we still don't we haven't figured out where he who his dealer is. I mean his supplier or yeah, it's a dealer at this point in time because nobody else really has. Who your crawfish guy? Who your crawfish guy? It Boudreaux over there and and Thibodeau. Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Boudreaux Thibodeau. That's that's one guy. Yeah, no, that's that's a guy in a place. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. There you go. Thibodeau, Louisiana. You know. Thibodeau, Louisiana. I just threw you a song reference that you didn't get. Yeah, I messed it up. That's okay. I'm 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 fighting a head cold over here. I'm a little delirious. The, uh, I'm but, sure y'all can hear that. I was listening to 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 my wife's app a minute ago when we were on break, and my nose is all stopped up. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I was doing a good job hiding it, fighting through it. No, nope. no. You, you yeah, it's a. But hey, it happens. It's weather is crazy. Like yeah. I said, it's been freezing here in Conroe. If you're anywhere else, and you know that everybody lost their minds. Schools have been closed for two, two days. Two days. Yeah. And the ice on the freeway. They had like a hundred car pile up right up the street here and it's like yeah. you know you couldn't go anywhere for two days you know and it's just uh people lost their damn mind somebody was like how come uh they closed the freeways today instead of just putting stuff down and someone was like because our mayor would rather pay for extra parades and everything else than, than actually take care of the roads <laughs> so was, uh, yeah. that's houston woes i'm not in houston yeah. i don't pay taxes in houston and i don't Thank vote in God. houston no 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 uh montgomery county has its own has its own deals but uh but yeah, I'm glad I don't have to to deal with all that bureaucracy yeah, and all that politics in Houston. Yeah, <laughs> I live out in the country. Yeah. You're in the country and you like it that way. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, yeah no, tonight's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's uh, yeah. if anybody's listening now that needs to be persuaded, it's seven to ten tonight that we play, and it'll be a lot of fun. And then I'll be at the Empty Glass in Tomball tomorrow, and I'm uh, gonna have to miss my son's first practice of the season. He already had to miss it yesterday because of the the ice. But my son is on a tournament uh, baseball team. And oh, sweet! He uh, his team is very hardcore for eight year olds. I mean, they play to win. There's no participation <laughs> trophies for these guys. Uh, I, I watch them. I mean, uh, all the guy, all these little teams from around here that go to the series and stuff like that. Yeah. They are they are hardcore little ball players. Dude, man. I they, tell you, I put a hustle. I put a video on my Facebook. So we're selling Super Bowl squares for uh, raising funds because they're going to go to the World Series this year. And so we're having to raise a whole bunch of money for that. And uh, we also have a golf tournament coming up. So if uh, all you golfers out there, if you want to be on a golf team to support a bunch of eight-year-olds going to the World Series, uh, just send me an email, josh at joshfloydman.com. But these guys, uh, last year they came a long way. They started off being a group of all-star kids, you know, seven-year-old all-stars. And then the coach already had a, uh, I think he had an 11U tournament team and so the all-star coach is like hey we're just gonna turn you guys into a tournament team if you're interested so he did and the kids came a really long way and at the end of the last spring i mean if it wasn't for the fact that the bases are just short you know compared yeah. to to the next level i really think these kids could have been turning double plays they had it i mean they're 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 just so good that feeling and doing the pop flies and you're used to seeing eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds out there chasing butterflies and Oh yeah, uh, these guys are out there and just making diving catches and just amazing stuff. Yeah, a little you know? video that pop up. Fly yeah, and my, all that's that. my son, yeah, the catcher yeah, man. Yeah, He's a good just, catcher. 
these kids these days, I mean, I remember playing, you know, you know, Pop Warner and all that, you know, yeah. Little Leagues and stuff like that. And, you know, it was organized ball. And, I mean, I think we were a little older, 9, 10, and 11. That's but, me, yeah. I mean, we could pull, you know, we could pull double plays or, you know, we could field the ball. And I remember and throw from, you know, center field in. But, yeah. you know, that was about it. And that was, you know. <laughs> I'll tell we you, at, good. <laughs> at, eight years, at eight years old, I don't think I could ever uh, have been able to do what, what my kid did in that video that I posted. And that was just, you know, he, it was a pop up and only went up about 15 feet. It wasn't super high. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have much time. He stood up, popped that helmet off, found that ball and caught it. Oh, it's great. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, man. man. That's all you got to do. And, right and he and I do that all the time. We'll, we'll sit there and I'll just throw balls over his head and he'll mm -hmm. have to get up, throw his helmet off, find the ball. And, um, but there, there's kids on that team that are just throwing super hard and, uh, it's amazing to watch all these eight-year-olds. I'm going to be – you're going to hear a lot about it here because it's springtime, mm -hmm. and that's my baseball. You know, <laughs> uh, I love the Astros, but I love my kid's team the most because it's my kid. But uh, <laughs> Exactly. But exactly. the uh, but their team is – they really are really, really good. And, and you develop a, almost a friendship that's borderline family, really, like, like a family with all the mm -hmm. other parents and – uh, his team just happens to have a good group of parents. We all That's get along. Good. We That's all good. go out and have drinks together and have pool parties and all that cool stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it's a good team. If you guys want to support him, uh, let me know. I would love to, I would love to tell my kid that all these people heard this on the radio show and they want to yeah, buy a long, Super Bowl squares. it's a squares. long season too. I know a, a buddy of mine down in San Antonio, his, uh, his son, he, I think he's 14 or 15 now, 15 now, and he plays tournament ball. Yeah. And uh, those, um, when you get to that age and you're playing tournament ball, these guys, yeah. they could kick my butt. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, day, even back in the day. It's crazy. We didn't play like that in high school or even <laughs> college, right? You watch the, uh, like my kid's young, but you watch them 11U and 12U kids and that's, they're almost at what high school level was back when mm -hmm. we, cause when I was a kid, there wasn't tournament teams. No, you know? we didn't have and, anything like that. Yeah. And I came in and I started playing ball. The first year I played was still, was kid pitch. So mm -hmm. I never had a coach pitch to me. I never had a machine pitch to me. I just had to get in there and learn how to hit, you know? Yeah. I and, had, uh, it was crazy. Oh, I had the first, uh, first year I played uh, baseball, the coach pitched the first half of the year. And he didn't care if he wanted to walk in. He'd, he'd, he'd hit you with a pitch, you know. <laughs> well, now, you can, hit, now you can hit him up to six times, and then it's <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, guys. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I could have hit that. but. <laughs> and yeah. then the last half, you know, we, we yeah. got kids pitching and stuff like that. But and then, then cool. in high school, I played a little bit of ball. But, then, you know, that's crazy. So these kids will do a, a spring season, so they'll last right up until they get out of school in June-ish. Yeah, June. So it'll start next month, February, and go to June. But they'll play almost sixty games in that short Jeez. amount of time. I mean, it's it's a lot of ball games. So it's really neat, man. I, I and I definitely enjoy the competition level of not just playing to get a yeah. participation trophy. I want yeah. I wanted to get out there and have a sense of teamwork and uh, doing your part to contribute mm -hmm. to a team and play to win. There's no point in playing if you're not going to play win. to be the best. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, whether it's baseball, football, uh, uh I have daughters, so they're, you know, they do different things, but, yeah. uh, my oldest daughter, you know, she was always in band and band is extremely competitive in Texas. I, I really wasn't aware of this, but they <laughs> start band that's, practice that's in high school football. before the football players start practice. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. And they're out there 
Three hours before the football players get out there, three hours after on a heart tarmac, marching in a full yeah. uniform, all damn. These kids in band are tougher than most football players <laughs> from other states, I guarantee you. Yeah, especially and, in northern states. And they are a hardcore band. Uh, I mean, they yeah. have competitions that fill up the whole stadiums and stuff around yeah. there. It's insane. And she did all of that. And, uh, so, yeah, the co- competition is good. It, it, it's good for you know, growth development, kids oh, yeah. and everything else. And, you know, definitely all those I lessons to be learned. Work. Yeah. That teamwork and all of You're that. You're going to need to be a team player the rest of your damn life, whether you want to or not. So <laughs> you may not like it, yeah. but you got to be on some level. And you're going to have to be coachable the rest of your life. So it's all, man, it's such good lessons. I can't, I, sports is just a great way to, I mean, cause they have fun. They stay in shape, but there's a lot of life lessons they're learning that they don't even realize they're learning right now. No, they don't even realize <laughs> it yet. And they, you know, it'll dawn on them that little light bulb goes off in your head every now and then even as you're an adult you go oh okay crap i remember that yeah well you know and <laughs> oh, that's why i learned that lesson <laughs> so last week uh a, um, a former football teammate of mine came to, a, to the show and i hadn't seen him since high school so it's been that long really long time i'm not gonna do the math but it's been a really long time but i remember being it was one of those inspirational halftime speeches you know where we were down or something and we were trying to come back and coach told us you know look to your left and look to your right you're never gonna forget these guys and you're never gonna forget all these games and these hard times and these practices and these sweating it out in the two days and you're never ever gonna forget what you guys have gone through as a team as family as brothers you know then of course we're all teenagers so we roll our eyes but the second that guy shows up in my show, I'm like, holy crap, dude, right. that's my teammate. Yeah. Like, you know, if if, if he would have got jumped outside the show, I'd have jumped in and saved him. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. And you don't forget that at all, ever. And so it's, uh, I don't know, it's just really, really cool. It is. It's a, it's a great time. I've got a friend of mine that's, uh, we've known each other since kindergarten and he was a, he was a catcher on our baseball team. And, you know, we're still friends to this day and all that. And, uh, uh, a couple of guys that we played baseball with, I'm still friends with, you know, to this day. And, you know, he's a teammate. We remember, we still, you know, remember when we were playing, you know, Pop Warner or whatever it was called back then in, in Florida. But, you know, it was, uh, uh, still remember the name of your team, regardless how many years it's been. And good Lord, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has been. It's, it's really weird to think about the years that have gone by. And you start talking in years and decades. Decades. <laughs> you know, when you, you go to the decade level, it's like, holy crap, it's been one, two. I mean, just even when I was in the military back in that day and all, you know, it's like, holy crap, I've been doing it. How old's my daughter? Holy crap, man. She's, you know, that's two decades, you know. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, and then it's just crazy how much time goes by and uh but it, you know that's what it's all about man and having a good time while you're doing it and doing stuff like this that's a lot of fun and we're going to be doing a bunch of good live shows and then uh the pacific yard house is a great venue for live music and entertainment in downtown it really is. and it's kind of um for a lot of years uh, i've lived out here for you know 12 14 years or so out in this area and we haven't had a whole lot of 
venues or places to go over the years yeah. uh, until here recently. And now we have not just Pacific Air House, but there's a couple other venues. Oh, yeah. And then and, uh, Southern Star Brewery has a lot of great live entertainment we played there. there. And you played yeah, there. The, I played uh, last there last week. I missed week. that one. But, that was great. Uh, and uh, But they always have a great showing. It's a great venue and yep. all of that. Yeah, I'll hint for sponsors and stuff. Yeah, we can and do a tap Southern... takeover. At, uh, <laughs> you know, we can do all sorts of stuff. But Southern anyway. Star does a, uh, and I'm going to get some of them in as guests, but uh, the first Wednesday of every month, Southern Star has a comedy show. Yeah, And I'm sure. going to start trying to get some of those comedians to come in here. Oh, that would be a Dude, I'm addicted to comedy. I love comedy from way back in the day. Yeah. I mean, from Henny Young men on up. So, well, uh, you know, I'll yeah. go old school. Don Rickles. Yeah, yeah good old Don Rickles. Dude, dude, we were on set shooting a movie at John Schneider Studios called Fortigo. I'm sitting in the truck uh, with Dean Kane and Carrie mm-hmm. Cahill from Walking Dead. And Hold on, I'm going to pick those names up for you. <laughs> Hey, it's not dropping names. It's just good <laughs> reference material. But I'm sitting, in, I'm crammed in the back seat recording audio, and we were talking about comedians or something, and you know, we brought up Don Rickles. Yeah. Thirty minutes later, we found out he passed away. Oh, so, and man. it was just like, well, no, it was fitting. We were talking about him. Yeah. He was still, he was still in the room. You know, yeah, that's true. That's like true. That. And uh, that's how we all took it. And uh, man. we sat around, and drank a bunch of, you know, whiskey, but you know, later yeah. that night. But it was a lot of, you know, it's something like that. And, uh, I've, I've grown. I, I, I don't know. I just love comedy and. Uh, I got so many different tastes in comedy. It's not like I just like one style, you know, cause I love Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright and oh, I love, Hedberg, I love know, their okay. one liners and their dry sense of humor. But then I love the storytelling of, uh, of, of the other guys that the only thing that I have a problem with now is that the, uh, what I have a problem with now is that all our politicians are telling jokes and all our comedians are acting like politicians. politicians. <laughs>
blame it on my day hot enough to make the devil cuss I walked into a bar so thirsty I was spitting dust barkeep asked me what'll it be I said what you got he said well let's see we got Lone Star PBR Rolling Rock Shiner Bach Moose Drew Low Duels Heffenbison Ziegenbach Keystone Coors Light Coors we got Red Stripe Amstel Amsterdam in the tall can Nickelode Miller Light Guinness by the pint glass Doppelbock Lager take his waller cause it's going fast Oatmeal Stout and a lot of line and kugels Open up your wallet no time to be through this 99 bottles of beer on the wall 99 bottles of beer Take one down and pass it around 98 bottles of beer on the wall Well now needless to say I was Pretty impressed as he handed me an ice cold beer from a chest. Said, Not bad for a hole in the wall. Barkeep Grin said, That ain't all. We got Rio Grande, Ripper Rock, Tecate with the twist top, Ghost Perils, Ghost Eggies, Foster if you're Aussie. Bud Light in the new Zane Williams Koozie. A dozen wheat beers on tap if it's choosy. Got Heineken, Killians, the Bats and Becks. Ice cold Corona with the limes in the necks. Ying Ling chilling with the old Milwaukee's best Sam Adams. That ain't even half of the rest of them 98 bottles of beer on the wall 98 bottles of beer Take one down and pass it around 97 bottles of beer on the wall Well, I settled down with my favorite brew I ordered me another, and before I knew, it was 2 a.m., and I was under a table being choked by a dude that smelled like a stable, and finally I was able to throw him through the screen door, pick up my hat off the hardwood floor, get on back to the barkeep's daughter who was putting pop top on the jukebox, dancing nonstop, and sipping on a beer that I bought her. We were drinking it like it was water. There were cowgirls everywhere wearing their pretty hair down to their dairy hair. And there were two more bottles of beer on the wall. Two more bottles of beer. We took one down and passed it around. One more bottle of beer on the wall. One more bottle of beer on the wall. Started on the Cuervo, Bacardi, Gold, Margarita, Straight Tequila, Jim Beam, George Dickel. Then we wet her whistle with a single malt scotch, beach snaps in a jelly shot. Captain Morgan, pour some more of them cider sliders, flying tigers. Dr. Pipper pulled the designated drivers. Ever clear, absolute, and amaretto. I don't remember much, but I knew if I got those 99 bottles of beer on the And finer than an ice cold. 
My good buddy, Mr. Dub Miller, man. Oh, it was always good stuff. Always I'm, good stuff. You know, they have a whole festival over there in Europe called uh, Lone Star Time Festival. It's oh, named wow. after him. Yeah. There's a, when we started playing with Dub, I don't know, when I started playing Texas Country, Dub was it. Like, he was the man, you know? Oh, yeah. And he went, became a lawyer and did all that good stuff. And so when we started playing uh, Redneck Country Club on Thursdays, uh, Michael Berry asked Dub if he'd come play with us, too. And I was over the moon. I was like, what? I get to play with Dub Miller? That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, Dub, Dub got back out there, recorded another album, and... Did all that stuff to to get back out there, and I think he ended up moving out to West Texas again. He's out back by Mason again. Oh wow! But uh, but yeah, good old Dub man. We miss playing with Dub. We used to do every Thursday with him, and my band would play behind both of us, and we'd play one of his songs, and we'd play one of my songs, and it was a full band song swap, which was really unique and cool. And that's uh, we might start trying to incorporate a little bit of that element to the Pacific Yard House eventually, because. Where else are you going to see a full band song swap? Oh, no yeah. doubt. That'd be just, cool. Yeah, a full band. Yeah. You know, the stage, hey, well, they got that little section over there. I think you could get, you know, a band and a half on there. You but know, we just use the one, players. just use the one band. That's yeah. the beautiful part. I mean, there's, there's, that's, uh, if you think about doing a song swap over a couple hour period, you know, you're only having to learn maybe 10 of their songs or so. Yeah, yeah, and, I guess uh, you could, and then you know. I think what worked out with Dub was that it was we did it every week, so my band yeah. can learn a new one of his songs a week, and then before you knew it, we just knew all the songs. Yeah, but I guess having different guests every week, you're really asking uh, the band a yeah. lot to learn charts for. Ten songs, songs per, you know, ten songs a week. I might be I mean, overshooting. Yeah. I might be shooting my shot yeah. a little too, uh, too well, aggressive. Well, you know, hey, uh, but most <laughs> of the time, uh, uh, if you're playing acoustic and you're playing these stripped down, oh, yeah. uh, a very stripped down session, uh, which I think is where you want to go, yep. and have yep. the songs very raw, very true, yep. you know, vocal, guitar, maybe a little bit of bass. You don't even necessarily have to have a you know a full drum kit or something. No, nah, man, a little a jazz kit, a hat, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, with some brushes and stuff, you know, the room doesn't have to be real big. You don't have to fill it up. And then no. a couple, you know, a guitar, a bass player. And all you know, that. last I think week. You could get a couple of players. You know, I know Kevin could, you know, hey, he could hang with just oh, he about anything. Hang with anybody, you, know, yeah. you, know, you can watch what's going on and, you know, a few minutes rehearsal and stuff before. Rehearsal is. You know, send me, send me the track. <laughs> you know, can, you know, just send me the track before. Well, we what there. I've noticed around here. there. What I've noticed around here is when you say, uh, when you have like a fill-in player or something, and you're like, hey, man. And he's like, yeah, just send me the stuff and I'll learn it. And then they get to the gig and they're like, oh, I didn't have a chance to learn. I'll just follow you and tell me what key it's in. <laughs> I could have done that all along, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Yeah. That's, I know uh, a lot of those national players, they can just show up and play with anybody. Oh, know? yeah. But that's what they do for a living. I mean, that's their job. And... Well, it's been a long time since I had to do it. But when I tried out musicians from my band, I always tried them out in a show up and play with us kind of format. And it usually was an open mic format. So it was pretty still kind of loose but anybody that's so uptight that they can't improv and just go with it i didn't want my band anyway and uh and so all the guys in my band are very good at just kind of flowing and going you know and when when we play the redneck country club you show up with a set list but it's not a set list it's a suggest list and then when michael comes up he would just say what he wants you to play or do this or do that or and so we learned real quick you got to just kind of go with the flow adapt Certainly. and just do the best you can and, and and rock it out and uh and i love that because i'm not a perf i'm i'm not a perfectionist but i am a i want to do it right 
but I don't want it to be so uptight that everybody's scared to hit a bad note and then everybody's stiff. No, and, it, it, and I've seen a bunch of bands like that too. Yeah. I'd rather just look, just have fun. So, Try something new. If it don't the, work, don't do that again. Read the crowd. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been behind the scenes. I've seen a lot of, you know, been on a lot of, on a lot of stages and a lot yeah. of stuff like that. And I've been in front of the crowds, behind the crowds and doing all sorts of crazy in stuff. In the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd and everything else. Just get out there and perform. Yeah. Read your audience. Know what they want. You know, you'll go to one sheet. A Friday night show and a Saturday night show at the same venue are two different shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's two different crowds. It might be the yeah. same crowd, but more than likely it's two different crowds at two different times of the night. And it, it's, there's a lot of moving parts to that. Yep. And, and that's something that we got to work on and figure out with the live stuff, live streaming right, stuff to make right. sure that we, we, we can get this everybody satisfied with it and yep. and you know that's something that you know is constantly in my thought process you know how do we you know not just have the music and the performance but you know portray you know how it is all going and then right. as a performer you're going okay the, the, this crowd wants you know this type of you know this right. beat or what you know they're amped up they want to dance or whatnot oh they're still eating dinner yeah or they whatnot, can't you yeah know. don't play a dancing song so, when everybody's got a plate in front of them, them. Yeah, yeah a mouthful of crawfish you know <laughs> right right and a word of advice uh always wash your hands before go before going to the bathroom at, at a crawfish boil <laughs> That's if you're from Louisiana yeah. or Southeast Texas, you should know that. You should know that by now. And, uh, <laughs> and no, that goes well, with the hot sauce too. The good thing about Pacific Yard House as well is though he he realizes we're trying to do something unique and different, and uh, that he's giving us plenty of leeway to oh, to experiment and try different stuff. You know, seven to ten may not be the right time. We might need to get there at six and play till nine. You never know. You, you never know. We'll do a couple and, shows and we'll figure it out. But we're gonna make it. It's gonna be unique. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, and then everything that we do live, <laughs> you. On the Facebook, that's the great thing about Facebook. It's automatically archived, and you can go yep. back and pull it up and have it broadcast as well. Yeah, I have some friends that are, are, are that do um, different. They do a podcast, but they also uh, do a little video edit of it that goes up on YouTube, and they get about an equal amount of people that watch it or listen, you know, to each one. And they don't do anything live yet, but they're also uh, uh, maybe doing something in the works. I have to holler at them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we're going to do some, uh, live stuff out at, uh, Lone Star Throwdown as well, which is coming okay. up at the end of February, which is a, the huge con sh uh, truck show. Up yeah. Here in yeah, Conroe. yeah. There's going to be a ton of people out there. Everybody from, uh, I don't know if the guys from Gas Monkey are going to be out there again, but I know, uh, some of their former people, uh, Aaron Kaufman and his new company are going to be out there. Okay. Uh, with all their new products for Fords instead of Chevys. Uh, everybody does C10s and stuff, but he's spoken his new, focusing his new line of stuff on, uh, the Ford F100s and the old Ford. Great. We Fords might have to get stuff. them in here to do some and, cross uh, promotion here. Certainly. And, uh, the guys from C10 Nation and, uh, uh, Vire, all of the, the, the the companies that do a lot of stuff out there that I've made friends with over the years. And, uh, like last year I had a photo booth out there with killer backdrops and, you know, all sorts of fun stuff, just trying to learn, yeah. you know, different ways and experiment with stuff like we're doing now. And, and then, uh, this year we're going to bring in some live broadcasts. So hopefully if the internet thing can work <laughs> out, uh, yeah, it's hard doing out, but that. I'll have my own booth out there yep. and stuff inside <laughs> in the air conditioning or in, out of the rain. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when you got that many people congregated in one spot, there's zero, 
zero data to be had usually it's like uh, yeah but they have some house systems and stuff yeah. like that you know hard lines and stuff like that that i can tap into and so uh there's a bunch of other there's some broadcasters that go out there that are on other radio stations and stuff mm-hmm. like that i think it's in real time or whatever um I don't mind plugging those. Like, they, they ain't making any money either. <laughs> Who is? Uh, we nobody make, makes. We don't nobody, make a whole lot. Yeah, it's um, the entertainment business. It's the entertainment business, not the money but, making uh, business. The, uh, uh, would be a bunch of cool interviews and stuff yeah. like that. Even if we just have to record them and, cool. and air them later as well. So I'm gonna have to make it out fun. there. I don't think yeah, I, dude, I don't think I went there last year. I, no, uh, I know I know I didn't go there last the year, sh- but I remember hearing about it. Yeah, the show is capped at two thousand entries. Okay. And that's just the number of cars that can be entered into the uh, Sweet. The they do show. that out there at the fairgrounds? Yeah, at the fairgrounds. All and right. it takes up every last inch of it, I inside bet. and outside. Did they, did they use the uh, Expo Center as well? Yep. They yeah. used the Expo Center and had it as a car, you know, a truck corral. Um, uh, just insane amount of stuff. It, it's a yeah. really killer show. I think uh, over the weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, there's probably forty or fifty thousand guests that you know come. Through a lot the of gate, people, you know, that come through. So uh, I think the whole weekend passed is twenty or twenty five bucks. Kids are free type thing. I can't All remember right. everything. Uh, 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 you can just go to Lone Star Throwdown. Yeah, uh, we'll have to try to get somebody so. somebody within to come in here and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll give a shout out and get them yeah. on the air with you for sure. Be good, and, even um, if it's just for a little bit. It doesn't have to be the yeah, whole show. Yeah, they're super cool, and uh, <laughs> uh, they they they. Um, they're you know they're all local here and uh, right. they're over in Splendor I think is where they're out of but uh, they have some other events after hours but they had to cap it at two thousand because two years ago they were lined up down I forty five trying to come in wow. <laughs> For man. two days, <laughs> it's a lot of people with fancy rides. Right there. Oh man, it's an it's an insane, but it's a lot of fun. It's family yeah. friendly, you know. They got food and everything else, and it's just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, well, yeah, those things are always fun. That's what I love about Texas, man. It's just, and um, maybe it happens other places, but I don't care. I'm in Texas, yeah. and that's what I care about. But we do everything, and I know it's cliche. I was fixing to just go ahead and say it, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll acknowledge that I know this is cliche, but we do do everything bigger. And it's barbecue, it's sports and car shows, it, it, gun shows. It doesn't matter, man. We go big or, you know, or we don't go, go at all. Go big home, go home. Yeah. Go big, go home. Go, go big home. Time. Go, 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 yeah, to, go to my big house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a big ass house, too. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, man. They just, I don't know. It's, it's do. a big state. It's a big place. I mean, we don't measure distance uh, in miles. We measure, measure in minutes and hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it could be 30 miles. It's still going to take you two hours, especially if you live in Houston. <laughs> yeah. Or or just in these <laughs> suburbs like I live, man. You just, you're out here and, uh, you know, your GPS says it's 2.7 miles, 45 minutes to get there. And you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah. They, people ask me, how long does it take you to get to, t- you know, to a store? I'm like, well, which one? The country market or actually into town to yeah, a store? To a real store. <laughs> one with a name you'd recognize or one that starts with Billy Bob's? <laughs> do you for want sure. bait or do you want, do you, yeah. do you want shrimp for bait or do you want shrimp or to fry? Yeah. You, want be- you gotta know what you're doing, what you're buying there. Like Larry the Cable Guy's got a joke about that. He's like, I was out there fishing for a $2 fish with $4 bait. I just decided to just eat the bait. bait. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, fishing for bait. Well, in Florida, when you go fishing, you go, first thing you go fishing for is bait. Is the bait. Yeah. yeah and then you go fishing for the real fish. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, I, I like, I'm, you know, I can eat the bait. It ain't that bad. <laughs> That's true. So, um, a while back, I don't know if you remember this story or not. Uh, 
So my eight-year-old was fishing, and he caught himself a bluegill. And he took the bluegill, and he rehooked it. And he mm-hmm. wanted to he wanted to food chain it, so he wanted to catch something else. So he rehooked the he hooked the bluegill, and then he threw it back in the water. And I was like, "This thing's dead. The only thing it's going to catch is a catfish," you know. And uh, sure enough, about fifteen minutes later, I hear a smack, and I just happened to be there. And his pole he had set it inside a park bench, so it was it was secured. Yeah. But the tip of his pole had got hit so hard it reached over and smacked the the stool the park bench oh, and wow. made a noise and that thing was just doubled over and i was like oh my god and i thought it was i still thought it was a catfish but it started fighting pretty good and so he's he's reeling in that drag's going out and he's and he finally gets it close enough and there's no way he can get out of the water and i reach in and i grab it and it was a huge bass oh man and uh he did it all by himself i couldn't have been proud that was a good dad moment but uh but yeah i could have put my fist in this fish's mouth and oh, we didn't have wow. a scale but it had to be all of Upper four pounds, if not oh. five, you know, it was a big oh, fish, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I was pretty proud of that. But yeah, he yeah. did it all by himself. We, cause we were out there harvesting black buck. My dad had a couple black buck he had to get rid of. Yeah. And so I'm out there shooting black buck and he's just fishing by himself. Right. And I come back and I don't know, somehow I managed to be coming back and forth, uh, to, to at each phase like when he, mm-hmm. First caught the bluegill, and then when he set it in there. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, pretty we cool. used to go uh, fishing, go bottom fishing out in the Gulf, and uh, you catch bottom fish for bait and stuff, and then you go trolling for, like, um, king mackerel and stuff, sport fishing, um, big toothy critters. And we had gone fishing, and we caught um, some bait fish and stuff, and then we're running lines out and catching king mackerel and, Small ones, but, you know, it's just the sport of it. And we're filming all of this for Bennett Marine and offshore fishing videos. And I've got the camera there. And we're shooting all this video. And this guy's reeling in this fish. Oh, look, I got two of them on. I got two of them on. And then all of a sudden, I seen teeth in the camera lens. And it was a barracuda chewing on the, eating the fish as it was coming in. And it jumped out because barracudas are notorious for shiny objects. They will jump at it, and they think it's bait, you know, and uh, they jump at it, and they jumped at my camera lens from the reflection, and, I, you know, that camera almost went overboard. <laughs> but uh, it is that cycle of life and that fun and fishing. Fishing is always a good sport, too. I don't know if that's a sport or a leisure activity, honestly, but until you get up into the big stuff. Yeah, um, I I think it can be both. You know, my dad, um, I had mentioned a while back that my dad had a, uh, a mild, it was a heart attack. I'm not going to say it was mild, but it wasn't a major one. Obviously he survived it and he's doing good, but, um, but he now wants to, he's, he's worked hard his whole life. He's just a dairy farmer. And so from sun up, sun down and, and many times in between as a dairy farmer, you get up at two in the morning and you're milking cows, but he, uh, he's just worked his ass off his entire life and, He's never been great at delegating. He's always just because he can get better results if he does it himself. And now he uh, now he found himself in a spot where he couldn't. And now he wants to just go fish. He's going to delegate everything else, and he's going to fish, and he's going to get good at it. And he's going to get in yeah. tournaments, and that's how he's going to live the rest of his, rest of his life. And uh, I'm all for it because I get to go fishing with him when he does. So. Yeah, you know, Lake Conroe ain't no shabby place to go fishing either, you know. No, no. Lake, <laughs> lake Conroe is a big lake. It's and we've been big. fishing for them hybrids. And those things are, I think they put the hide in hybrid. They're very good at hiding. Um, and then we're fixing to have a, uh, we're actually, this is all brought on a uh, family reunion for us. We've never had family reunions in my oh, life. Cool. And, uh, 
now we're going to start having a family reunion every year, but it's going to be a fishing tournament. So oh, it's that gonna, sounds like fun. This year we're going to do it up there in Old Lake Livingston, and uh, we're going to do it when the white bass are running. Oh, and yeah, we're going to have even a, a bigger lake. Yeah, we're going to have a big fishing tournament, the Fuller Family Fishing Tournament, and uh, eventually maybe we'll turn it into and being able to invite guests and stuff. But for now, it's just going to be us immediate family folk. And uh, we're going to have trophies and all that good stuff. Oh, and man, that sounds like fun. Be awesome. I know we're going to do some stuff up in the Delta with my wife's family on some reunions yeah. stuff here, too. Well, my, wife's, done before. my wife's family has always been great about family reunions. Every year they have one, and it's it's great. But my family just, you know, because we're always too busy working. I mean, yeah, you can't really get away. too busy working or too spread apart. I mean, yeah. I know from coast to coast and all of that. But, hey, Pacific Yard House tonight. 7 to 10. 7 to 10 p.m. Thanks, Randy, for joining me, man. Oh, anytime, brother. Anytime. It's been a good time. You uh, you folks, uh, share this podcast. Uh, if you want to know more about my music, you can do it at joshfullerband.com. Otherwise, just become my friend on Facebook. And uh, I got a lot of hustles out there. I'm, I'm, I'm living by the ass method, always selling something. We'll see you all next week. Bye, y'all. Got your rebel flag
Hey, ladies. I'd like to draw your attention to my bass player, the man with the longest hair in the land. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, throw down your long hair. Y'all give it up for Mr. Clay Karch. Come on. Way back here on the drums. The resident hippie in the band. The only man I personally know who was at the original Woodstock. That's why he's so damn weird. Y'all give it up for Mr. Ronald Dixon on the drums. Thank y'all for coming out tonight and getting rowdy. Are we going to get rowdy tonight or not? Now this is where y'all get to be on the record. Don't sing like a bunch of Okies. I want you to sing like a bunch of Texans. Can you help me with this, brother? We're going to turn the mics on you guys. Don't let me down. If you don't do it good, this guy right here in this cross-Canadian ragweed shirt is going to lead everybody. Stand up there, guy. Stand up there on your chair. He's going to lead y'all through this. All righty. The band's going to be real quiet like this. And I want y'all to testify. Are y'all ready? Here we go. Don't let me down. And the signs They got you. They got you. They got your rebel flag. The sign said, So pretty, give yourselves a round of applause. Oh! 